Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm JC Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yeah, I was DJ Damage. Listen, I don't know what's happening, but before we get into the foolery on today's show, make sure you're streaming us on every platform, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, and you can watch us on YouTube. Um, you should subscribe to us on all those platforms because you might catch us in the gym and need that iTunes real quick. You may catch us somewhere at a party, not have no iTunes because you didn't want to pay $9.99, and now you need to stream us on Spotify. <laughs> if you ain't got shit because of COVID, you can stream us free somewhere on, I think, Google Play, but... Um, and yeah, the iHeartRadio app is free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> iHeart. Forgot about you. Y'all. Sorry. No shit. <laughs> um, but if you're watching us right now, you see that Melissa, um, she got caught outside. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I didn't know we were taping a show today. So my Hold face is out. not beat. So you guys don't get to see it. Oh, shout out to my girlfriend, Joanne. She sent me this cute little mask. It literally can't fucking protect me from anything. That's why I'm wearing it in the house. <laughs> okay. Your naughty school teacher glasses are giving us a big light because your light is reflecting in it now you look Listen, like this, you is, this is what the fuck light. you guys are gonna get today okay because i didn't know we were taping a show so i have a scarf on my head like this is quarantine right. oh wait wait stop right there just hold right there okay right now you look like you look like you no no look at right there you look like you got glaucoma <laughs> <laughs> is that what glaucoma looks like like a lightning eye <laughs> Fuck you, Jason. Okay. Yo, I can't even fucking breathe. Wait, is it is that what but isn't that what glaucoma looks like when the eye your your eyes look glaucoma? Isn't that when no wait, I don't know what glaucoma looks like. Cataracts are when your eyes are like real cloudy and yeah, yeah. Look like look 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 like you looking through the lens and bird box. Sorry, if you have glaucoma or cataracts, I you ain't watching this anyways. But let me just tell you something. My grandmother, who I love, who was 92 years old when she died, my funniest memory of my grandmother, besides the fact that she migrated from Mississippi with a bunch of niggas from the cotton fields, was the fact that she had uh, uh, cataract surgery. And then one day I walked down, she said, ooh, baby, you actually cute. I said, Grandma, <laughs> don't play with me, Grandma. You know, she goes, yeah. What she thought she was before? I don't know what she thought. She she probably thought it was her granddaughter. She didn't know. I mean, grandma, you know? My grandma could read better than anybody. One more story I'll tell you about my grandma. I had bought a Mercedes, my first Mercedes. I was so proud of myself. And I go to her, I said, Grandma, I want you to come outside and look at my car. So she came outside. Mind you, she was like probably in her mid to late 80s at the time. So she comes outside. She walks real slow. She gets in the car. She goes, oh, baby. This car is beautiful. Oh my gosh. So she's pushing all the buttons. And, you know, I'm like laughing, like, oh my God, my grandma's so proud. And she said, How much this car cost? I said, Well, grandma, this was about like 43000 or something, like 44000 She said, Oh, and just to think, with all that money, you ain't never bought me a motherfucking thing. You ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then she peed in my car on accident and got out. And there's a puddle in the passenger seat of my new Mercedes. And I'm like, This bitch. But, why you? Why didn't you put that in the book? Oh you know, because there's so many stories I think about. But I loved her so much. She she was like she's what? the one. She's the one who inspired us all to be able to read down and talk shit and you know our our temperament. But you know, That's grandma where it all comes from her grandma, Maybell Tanner. Now you know she's from the south, and you know she black, Maybell. Wow, wow. That's, <laughs> I'm so jealous. I've never I've never had a grandmother. Never. 
No, my mom's mother died many years before I was born. My my father's mother died three months before I was born. So I never had a grandmother. You never experienced your grandmother. I never, exactly. I never experienced having, you know, grandmother or even anybody like that role, like some, like an elderly woman. Older auntie friend that. No, no, I've never had any of that. I think, I think that that's why. I like to mentor so many young people because I'm, it's like I'm fulfilling a role that I never had in my own life. You know, yeah, I always, but, but they don't, be, they don't be staying loyal though. Cause some of your mentees, most, you be- most of them do. Most of them do stay some, loyal. Some, there's, some, a, there's a, there's a couple of strays that, you know, I had to send back to the pound. Some of you. Some of your mentees remind me of the dog that just won't stop shitting in your house. You know, it's like, you, you just shitted in my house last week, bitch. You don't shit again. Now I told you, I'm a, I told you I'm going to feed you. I'm going to pet you. I'm going to take you on a walk. But, bitch, you ain't only shitting on the floor. You skidding your ass across my good carpet, too. <laughs> even even Daisy's gotten her act together and has stopped shitting in my house. So, yeah, I, there's no excuse for shitting on uh, in my house and rubbing your it, bum it, it's, it's not, it's Yeah, it's not just the shitting, though. It's when they <laughs> skid their ass across the carpet and they're looking at you while they're doing it because they know damn well that their ass shouldn't be putting I mean, that black they wipe. That's how they wipe. They kind of no, just Actually, no, it's not how they wipe. Do you want to know why dogs skid their ass across the rug? Because it gives them a little tingling feeling? No, no. I'm going to tell you. This is for all of you because you guys know that I'm like a wealth of useless information, okay? I just happen to know random fucking shit. Dogs have what's called anal glands that need to be drained. And when the anal Uh, glands... uh, 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 No, I can't. No. Draining that ass on your carpet. This show has gone from educational to some bullshit (laughs) real quick. We we ain't going to talk about no dogs' anal glands now. (laughs) Just telling you it's a fact. When their anal glands are, you know, engorged and irritated, that's why they rub their bum on the carpet. They're, they need their anal glands drained. Ew. Sorry, I just know that. Why? Well, I just have to ask this question because people are wondering. <laughs> why do I know that? Why do you know about dogs' anal glands? I'm a pet lover. I've had dogs my entire life. So that's why I just, I know that. And I was curious. So I asked the vet, I was like, what the fuck? And that's what they told me. So I was like, oh, okay. That, that makes sense. So drain your dog's anal glands. So how often do you take Daisy to the, to the vet? Is this like a everyday ride for you? No, 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 no. She's fine. She's super healthy. So if I watch Daisy, she's not going to just be sliding her ass across my hardwood floor, is she? I think I've seen her do that one time in the entire time I've had her, which is almost four years. My and friend so, yeah. my friend has a dog who every day he posts on his Snapchat, this dog is skidding its anal glands across the floor. <laughs> and now I'm starting to think, because he's a weirdo, like I'm starting to think he fucked the dog or something. Like no, I, That's what I thought happened. That. Don't say that. Well, that's what I thought happened. I ain't going to say his name. No. <laughs> We're all waiting for you. I ain't going to say his name because he he don't need that kind of pub, but I I thought he was fucking his dog. I I thought so. Anyways, um, sidebar, y'all got to watch new, new series on, um, on Netflix, Give it the to Innocence us. Project. Jason, okay. I know that you talk a lot about prison reform. Um, this is another kind of like angle. This is people who have been convicted of crimes that they didn't even commit and how long it takes the justice system to even acknowledge that it made a mistake. 
Like the whole system is set up to keep you exactly, to keep you where you are. Like regardless of whatever ed- evidence is produced, it's fucked up. Like I've been crying watching this series. Yeah, I, as everybody knows, I've been talking about this one case in Kansas but uh, that I've been trying to help somebody get out of prison. And the whole video had uh, po- uh, went on Reddit and it went live. We'll put it right here while I'm talking so you can see it. But this video of a riot had um, gone live uh, from one of the inmates. And so I talked to him the other day and I've emailed the prison and the, the executive director of the uh, uh, publicity emailed me back saying basically, like, oh, they figured out what went wrong in the process and now they're going to process his paperwork soon that may take up to 120 days Damn. for it to be reviewed and i'm like wait a minute in the meantime you they've uh, reports that they've sent the uh, national guard into the prison to regain control but you still aren't releasing non-violent non uh, uh um, violent offenders so mm-hmm. i was i was on live the other night and i saw tiffany haddish was you know how you could see who's like waiting to go live or something mm-hmm. so i added her and common her and common were together and we were talking about and i was kind of sharing the story with them and they were like yo whatever you need for us to blow this up so i'm just waiting on two more people to confirm that they're going to help me and then like i'm just going to put them on blast but more so try to raise awareness that like this is happening like we're going to talk about the florida governor you want to talk about prison i mean you want to talk about waiting room for heaven Prisons are waiting rooms right now for heaven. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's good, man. Like you said, uh, the past few episodes, it's good that we're able to use our platform to make make this awareness happening because that's all we can do at this point is blow it up, have everybody see the wrongdoing, and then, you know, things will change. You yeah. know, they can only do these things when it's being hidden, but when it's out there and everybody see how fucked up it is, that's when change starts happening. So we got to keep pushing, keep pushing that narrative and keep letting the people know what's going on. Yeah, and I'm doing a video today on Instagram where by the time this show airs, they'll already have seen it. But I'm going to say, like, everybody's talking about the first thing they're going to do when they get out of here is they're going to go to this party. They're going to take a trip. I mean, we've jokingly talked about, you know, needing to take trips and vacation. The first thing everybody needs to do is be registered the fuck to vote. Hello. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think there, I, there, I, there was never a day in my life, and I don't know about you two, where I thought we'd live in a country where everybody's walking around with a mask on their face. Have you? Did you ever think that? No. And, and when people came over from China, I used to think it was so funny. Like, look, why are they wearing these masks over here? And now it's like the everyday thing. And I feel like it's going to be something that's going to continue even after the quarantine is done. People are going to still have masks on their face. And, and, and I don't think people are really thinking about the effect of this mask. I said something the other day on live that I really want to paint a picture. And please bear with me because it's funny, but it's real. Say you want to have a one night stand, right? You want to fuck somebody. We're all we're all deprived of having people touch our bodies. And there's no bodies that we're touching, right? Because even I am now following the strict guidelines from Dr. Fauci. I ain't let nobody come through this house, right? But think about the next time you have sex. That person, because they have not quarantined that you know of for 14 days, has to now wear a mask when they're fucking you, right? So damage <laughs> girl comes over, Melissa guy comes over, right? They're ha- you guys are having sex. It's passionate. You know, you're keeping the house hot because it kills the COVID. You know, you're you're in there having sex and all of a sudden, you know, the tension's so high, they can't breathe. You can't breathe. Somebody suffocates because the mask will not allow proper airflow. Now you have to call 911 because the person is passed out. They come in, they take the body to the wherever they take the body. Now you have potentially suffocated somebody because of the not the mask. Now, mm-hmm. now we're having mass sex. So it ain't even it ain't even like some 
weird shit we're on no more. It's just like, now we have to have sex with a mascot, and that ain't cute. Nobody's and there you have it, folks. That yet. right there is Jason's stream of consciousness. Like, that is the, that is the shit that keeps Jason up at night. He's Stop staring at those fucking stars on his goddamn fucking ceiling, thinking about having mask sex and passing the fuck out. Like, I can't with but you. Do you know, the people in the, in the Dom, I don't know the actual word for it. They have sex with masks on all the time. What is the dominatrix kind of people? They have sex with masks on all the time. I, I and gags everything. You I'm will all, be okay. I'm yeah, all. I'm. I, I love a good. You know, hitting something from the back. Put your hand over their face. You know, choking them. I like all that type of shit, right? But even when you choke a person or you're putting your hand on their mouth, because they're maybe they're making too much noise. Maybe your roommate secretly likes you, so you don't want them to hear it because then they're gonna try to sneak in and play with your balls while you're fucking. Like I get it, right? I get it. But in your house, Jason. No, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just I'm I'm talking about hypothetically, right? Now, it's one thing because you could release the hand from the mouth of the throat, but now you have you have potentially suffocated somebody because the breathing and the mask and all that. I just I have a fear of being, you know, 911 coming to my house. I'm in my bed naked. Now I gotta get wheeled out my building <laughs> naked because I've had N95 sex. Like this is a different <laughs> world. That's my point. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that I woke up and my apartment was full of firefighters? <laughs> no. In real life? Yeah. I came home and I was I was almost naked. I was wearing, I had a cheetah print robe on and it was a very short robe and I was knocked out on my couch fucking drunk, okay? But I had decided about 10 minutes prior that I was going to make a meal drunk. But um, I just put the frying pan on with oil and went and sat down on the couch and fell asleep. <laughs> what happened? It was smoke or was it a real fire? Uh, fire and smoke. Yep. So I woke up and I have all these firemen in my apartment and I had the audacity to say, oh my God, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, Not me. I'd have, been, I'd have been like, who's first? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I had drunk, I had, you know, like drinking goggles on, basically. I couldn't really see what the fuck these motherfuckers look like. All I saw was yellow and hats and stuff like that. And they called me ma'am. I was like, oh, get the fuck out now. I'm not you know, a ma'am. You know, every show we have, I come into the show saying, you know what? I'm going to get through the show without talking about sex. Like, for sure. I'm not going to. <laughs> Stop saying that. I don't it's know, and I don't know what happens. You guys really bring out the worst to me. Listen, so, so by the time people see the show, the song with Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce uh, will have come out. I mean, I've heard it. Did you guys hear it? I heard it. Mm-hmm. I heard it. Okay, mm-hmm. so let me ask you guys, because no matter what I say, they're going to say I'm hating, so I'm going to reserve my opinion to last. What did you guys think about the song? Beyonce's Beyonce on a track it. with Meg the Stallion. I Nothing else needs to be said. What do you think, Damage? No, I thought she killed it. She's sitting here talking about jumping and putting her jeans on, and I feel like Melissa can relate to that. Um, what else she was talking about? She was talking about gang, gang, gang. Now, I don't like when, when she get a little too hip-hoppy. I don't like Beyonce talking about gang, 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 but it was fire. Overall, if I didn't know that was Beyonce and I heard it, that shit was bumping. I liked it. Mm, okay. I, I don't like, like that. when Beyonce starts rapping and shit. That's just me, though. I kind of like when B gets a little dirt underneath their fingernails. I, I don't know. I like that. And they're both from they're both from Houston, so you know it's going to be like an H-Town anthem. That's I think fine. I just think it's dope. I thought it was yeah. great. 
Well, Jason, what I, you think? I am a Beyonce fanatic, so I love everything she does. I will say though that I one, I think it's a let me start with the positives because no matter what I say, I can't criticize anybody without being a hater, right? Um, one, let me start by saying I love Megan the Stallion. I love her movement. I love everything she's doing. Um, I love that she's on the come up, right? She's doing her thing. Uh, I love for the city of Houston. This is massive to have Queen B and her for her to co-sign her. I think it's a great power move for her her her, uh, her career. That said, I was slow to Beyonce doing single ladies and all of that. I am it, things have to grow on me. It hasn't grown on me yet because mm-hmm. I want I would have loved to see such a big feature happen with a visual to come with it. Like if they would have been able to do a video that could have came out right after, but because of COVID, they're not really able to do that at least right now. Um, it, it wasn't the strongest feature to me. I, I mean, I, I wasn't really. It didn't make me go, oh, my God, I like the original better. I love the version with just uh, Megan better. I, I wasn't really a fan of uh, the, the, the remix. But that the said, I think it Not with Beyonce. I wasn't now, a fan. I, I, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. I respect Beyonce. I feel like she kills it on stage. She's one of the greatest ever, of course. But I don't like going and listen to Beyonce in my spare time. But when I heard this remix, I was like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. I, yeah. I was actually proud of Beyonce. I like the remix. Yeah, I think there's something for everybody, and I'm sure that that's a lot of people are going to like it. I personally was not a fan of it. Um, but, again, to keep it all the way 1,000, to get a Beyonce feature is a massive accomplishment for Megan. Um, I know how big it is. For, it was. It's really good to see her humbled, um, and, you know, be humbled about having a feature from another girl from H-Town. So, I mean, it's great for them. I think it's great for women to be able to have that song. I just, H-Town. I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. No, it's a great thing for Meg. It really sure. is. All right. Well, enough with Megan this day. And let's get in, in, in Beyonce. Let's go over to another big superstar. What's happening, Melissa? Okay. So recently, Diddy was on Naomi, um, Naomi Campbell's podcast called No Filter with Naomi. And he spoke about black and brown America and what the candidates needed to promise for our vote. Um, his exact quote was, black vote is not going to be for free. We're going to have to see some promises. What are we getting in return for the black vote? Who's going to take care of our community? Nothing has changed for black America. It's business at this point. We can't trust politicians. Biden needs to make it clear that he's going to change the lives and the quality of life of black and brown people or else he can't get the vote. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. Wait, wait, he will hold whose vote? He gonna, he gonna hold, hold your vote, vote, your vote. He gonna hold damages vote. He gonna no, he hold he gonna your hold vote. vote. So okay. So wait. Now the last line now makes me understand why this is so controversial. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Okay. So a bunch of celebrities um, commented on this. First being Jamie Fox. He said, "Vote Democrat." The amount of pressure that we put on our candidates is too much. There is no way that anyone can live up to what we think we should. Um, we should live up to what we think should a candidate become because we want perfection. There's some spelling grammatical errors here, but That's I digress. I love, I love a bad spell tweet. Yeah. Maybe, what well, I don't, suggest- don't, 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 don't worry about it. Just blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on alcohol. Okay. What I suggest that is- was if a, we, That was a joke because he has a song called Blame It on the Alcohol. I, I know, Jason. I, I know. What I suggest is if we really wanted, uh, want to change course, it's about getting behind the values, not the person. The other side won because they wanted legislation, Supreme Court justices, et cetera. Look at the criteria the other candidate 
had that was Republican, the guy said, grab him by the you know what, and got 97% of the evangelical vote. Okay, so All over did, the place with that comment, Jamie, but I kind of sort of get well, it. We'll get into that later. So, so, yeah. so some people, so a lot of people responded, but what really got Instagram going was Kenny Burns, right? Um, and people right, may not know who Kenny Burns is, right? So, hold on, before I talk about Kenny Burns, Ebro Darden, who um, is one of the morning show hosts over at Hot ninety seven in New York City, he said, "And Diddy, since we keep it at one hundred, so who did you vote for in two thousand sixteen? Let's dig in." Okay, Ebro. Um, but Kenny Burns was the one that really ignited everything. Now, everybody m- m- may not know who Kenny Burns is. He's uh, He used to be a party promoter. He's, uh, you know, an ambassador for Ciroc and all these brands. But his notoriety came from being Diddy's wingman, basically. You know? and, be um, fair, and before that, he worked with Rockefeller during the height of Rockefeller also. He worked with... Right, no, but I'm talking about in terms of his notoriety and everybody yes. everybody basically knowing who he is, if we're going to mm-hmm. call his name a household name. It came from his you know visible partnership and friendship with Diddy. No, so really for- close. He was like the vice president of either... Yeah, of either Combs Enterprises or vice president mm-hmm. of uh, Revolt. But either way... He had a significant role as, as you said, Diddy's wingman, um, and he was very close to him and the family. Yeah, exactly. So for Kenny Burns to say what he said, um, which I'm about to read, is insane. So he commented, Puff, this statement is very irresponsible at this point. The only option is to get Trump out of office. Come on, champ. Encouraging people to stand by is not an option. Hashtag voter die. And then he went on to say, you erase my truthful comment and keep the vote for Trump comments on your page. Then you block me, LOL. And you're really going to wait till it's two candidates to say that you're holding our vote? Come on, champ. This Mm. is not leadership. Where were you during the primaries? What happened to hashtag voter die? Trump being put out of office is the only option, period. And uh, yeah, so then Diddy's son, Justin, commented, you got all of our numbers, OG. You could have reached out privately and had a conversation. Still can. As black kings, we should handle situations like this better than just posting on IG. What does this solve? Mm. Wow. So what, So get into Ooh. it. Damage, what do you think? You used to work for Revolt. You were close to Puff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Kenny Burns, for that matter. Um, I do understand what Puff is saying. He's saying he's not just going to blindly vote for somebody just because it's not Trump. He said they need to have a plan, a system for us as black people at this point in time and where we're at in society, everything. What is the black agenda? I do understand that. But to what Melissa pointed out and what Kenny Burns is saying, you can't hold now all of everybody's votes hostage at this point. This is something I feel like Kenny probably was saying in his mind, you should have been saying this before there was only two candidates left. Like, why weren't you saying this in the beginning when it was Bernie, when it was all these uh, Kamala Harris, all these people? Why weren't you giving that message then? So I feel like that's where Kenny's, I guess, gripe is, because now it's like, OK, it's Trump and Biden. And you're going to tell us if Biden doesn't have a plan, we're just not going to vote at all. And I just feel like at this point, we talked about this a lot. We have to vote. Like saying we're not going to vote is not the option. It's not an option for us. Everybody needs to get out there. That's grown people. That's eligible we need to vote. It's 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 not even a discussion we need to have. We need to be voting. Well, I think I, something's I think something's fucking rotten in Denmark. Honestly. What, what do you mean? Because um Justin's 
Justin makes a really valid point. Why would Kenny say all this stuff publicly when he has their phone numbers and he could have called up Diddy and been like, what the fuck was that? I'm there's something there. There's a missing there's a missing component that we're that that none of us are seeing that's like really like behind the scenes in regards to why Kenny said this publicly. That's number one. Number two, the fact that Biden is the, you know, he's now the Democratic nominee. Prior to that, when we had Elizabeth Warren, when we had Bernie Sanders, there were several not um, there were several candidates that had outlined their plan for the black and brown vote for what they were going to do within these communities. Now that Biden is the Democratic nominee, he has yet to say anything, but mm, I don't think that there was really like an opportunity up until up until this point, you know? So, and also I just have the question, like who designated um, Diddy as Speaker of the House for all of us? Like when did- This is where I want to jump in. Let me first start by saying like, you know, I don't know Kenny that well. I do know him and we know each other. Um, I don't know Puffy at all. I've been to his house. Damage, you know him more than I do. Melissa, I'm sure you know him more than I do, right? But I will say this, right? I'm going to look at it from a couple different angles. One- I love the fact that the industry is finally starting to let the whole facade of loyalty to each other crack and let us see that there are broken pieces here and there and that people who have opinions can actually speak them freely. We all know that, you know, this is not an industry where everybody can have free flowing dialogue like we do on our show. And many many reasons why our show probably hasn't been placed anywhere yet um, is because ain't no telling what the fuck's going to come out of our mouth. Right. The one thing I will say is, number one. I wasn't waiting for Diddy to tell me a motherfucking thing about voting anyway. So I'm not going to blame Puff for his point of view of of whatever vote he thought he controls. The problem isn't Puff and the problem isn't Kenny. The problem is our people aren't smart enough to think for their fucking selves all the time. They wait for a celebrity to tell them what to do, or they wait for a leader from our culture to tell them what to do. They wait for a pandemic to happen for them to realize that they have the fucking power. And then they wait for niggas on Instagram to sort it out and tell them what direction we're going. Mm -hmm. That is the frustrating part, you know, on the Kenny part, Kenny and him fighting now, or all of what's happening on social media is such a distraction from the fact that the number one thing we all better be doing when we get up out of this bitch is figuring out how to vote and take control and not wait for the culture or wait for a celebrity to tell us what to do. It mm-hmm. also showed Puff's arrogance in the idea that he could get on Instagram and say, if you don't give us what we want, I'm a control. I'm holding all the votes. Like you don't get is to do that. that. He, is that what he meant when he said that? You what feel like he, he said, like, let me, let me, but let me say what he said. Let me say that I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. Puffy, yeah. Puffy, what Puffy did and has done for the culture, a lot of people can't measure up to. Voter Die was an amazing campaign that I thought was like, damn, like you actually led a dope campaign for the culture on how important it was to vote, right? But I think when there's a perception of arrogance or somehow influence that you believe you have over a bunch of individuals, when we do know that a lot of the industry heads and a lot of these celebrities do whip the culture and do whip the community into acting on what they want for self-interest, like T.I. don't wear Gucci when nigga, y'all all the ones that made Gucci hot. You the people that told everybody to wear Gucci anyway. Half the people that buy Gucci can't even afford a mortgage. Half the people that buy Gucci 
or who are boosting Gucci to be able to sell in the hoods to people who kids who are getting killed for it is because you said it was hot. And that that's the that's the whole thing. But I think the fact that you know that Puff had the the perception that he has that type of control or should whether he does or doesn't it was kind of crazy. I but just hope it, I just hope we're mis- misinterpreting that. Maybe he means his own personal vote because there's nothing wrong with saying he's going to hold his own vote hostage. There's nothing no, wrong. With no, 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 no. That's not what I, he said. No, I agree okay. with Jason. That's that's okay, that just, sounds I'm exactly. The of the doubt. Okay. No, you okay. want to know why? Because he says we. He says we all throughout this. What what are we getting in return for the black vote? This is uh, this is like a cohesive unit he's talking about, and he is the self-appointed leader. And that's the question I have: is when did we assign Puff as our leader? I didn't get that memo. You know, Jay Z ain't my leader. Puff ain't my leader. Ain't nobody my leader. I'm my leader. You all are your leader. I don't even lead. I who own Hollywood Unlocked, don't lead your personal decisions on who you personally endorse or whether you personally can vote or can't vote or will vote or whatever. That's not my, I have no power and control over that. All I could do is say, I want to have influence over what's what I believe is important to us as a people. I don't want to live in a country where every day I have to walk around with a mask or I can't have human interaction or the freedom of, you know, enjoy our free liberties of being able to go and come and eat in public because our leadership you know, lacks the, the intelligence to to keep us safe. But I will say the one thing I will give to Puff is that um, he's now has created a debate that has everybody talking about the vote and having mm-hmm. the ability to vote and the significance of the vote. Mm-hmm. Now, I think where he was <clears throat> to, to damage to your credit, I think where he was trying to come from was and this is real. Melissa, maybe you guys may have a different opinion, but I do feel like the only time I really hear about black issues are two times. One, when politicians are trying to get our vote, and mm-hmm. two, when police are killing black men every day online. That's mm-hmm. really the only time I hear about black issues. Mm-hmm. But I blame us. I blame us for saying that Sean King is the one voice for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't do anything, but like he's not my leader. He's mm-hmm. not, I'm my leader. Mm-hmm. We are all leaders. I just I just feel like we as a people need to like we have more to- of a sense of personal responsibility when it comes to the when it's when it's when the outcome is determined by other people. We can't throw our hands up and be like an armchair quarterback the situation if we had no participation. Everybody has to have more of a, per- a sense of personal responsibility. And I think that's what Puff was saying until it got to the end where he was talking about holding the vote. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. He was clear. We, we I mean, our, I, say, I, would uh, like to I black, will hold the vote hostage. I no, he like was clear. A black community agenda from Joe Biden. The guy that was part of that 94, 93 crime bill, whatever the fuck that was, he had an agenda there. I would love to hear an, an opposite agenda of how you're going to help our community, how we can, you know, make an impact. I would love to hear it because other candidates did. So I, would, I actually agree. I would like to hear that from Joe Biden. Listen, let me say something. Biden has a lot of shit that he's got to fucking atone for. That's just one of the things that he did. He was also one of the senators that led the charge of dismantling Anita Hill's testimony against um, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Okay? Like, he his history is fucking shitty, okay? So he's really got not, to Not to mention all the claims from women against him, too. I mean, he Exactly. Has, so he's, he's, he's got to atone for a lot of stuff, and it's and honestly, it's just not enough that Barack and Michelle, you know, fucking love him, okay? Yeah, he's a lovable guy, but still, he's got to atone for some shit that he's done in the past. I'm really looking for him to, to, to uh, like, have a moment of reflection where he acknowledges 
maybe some personal growth, you know, and how that has changed his mindset and then what his plans are that, you know, like what he's going to do in terms of rolling out, you know, changes in legislation or whatever the case is. But Jamie Foxx did have a point besides just saying vote Democrat. He has a point when he was talking about what they what the Republican Party has been doing, just like just assigning judges to the Supreme Court and all the appellate courts and stuff like that. Forty like what Karen Bass was saying in our last interview, you know, he's been appointing very young judges that are going to occupy the bench for the next 30, 40 years and are going to decide legislation that's not necessarily going to work in our favor. Um, So Republicans are very party loyal like they don't give a shit about grabbing by the pussy they're like what are the values that we hold near and dear to our ice cold fucking hearts and so and and so that that right there though is why it's important for people to realize if you're sitting anywhere listening to this podcast or you're watching it please send it to everybody that you know so that way they can hear all of this discussion and this point right here right if you have lost a loved one because of COVID-19, if your family members cannot leave a country where they are being terrorized by their government and seek ref- uh, refugee status in a country where they will be safe or safer, if you are somebody who is gay and is afraid that your partner may not have any control over your life if something was to happen to you or COVID-19 was to happen to you, if, say, for instance, they repealed gay marriage, If you are a person of color who every time we talk about voting, our right to vote still becomes a topic because it's in a constitution that can be changed. Please think about the importance of the one vote that you have that people have died for to let you have that privilege. It is a privilege that white people, white America, Republicans, people that don't have your interests, if you live in a hood next to a liquor store, probably because that's where they put them. They take for granted that you're going to give a shit because you're too busy online waiting for Puffy to tell you what the fuck to do. But not only that, there isn't just one vote. There, It cannot be stressed enough local politics. It cannot be stressed well, enough. Well, when I like, talk about vote, yeah, please get into that. Yeah. But when I talk about vote, and maybe I'm being... Maybe I'm, I mean, a, I know we're the maybe grand... I'm being assuming. I'm talking about voting on everything. Yeah, no, everybody really needs to get involved in, you know, their local politics. Like, you really got to give a fuck about, like, you know, your neighborhood and your communities and that sort of thing. You know, I'm watching The Innocence Project on um, on on Netflix right now. I really encourage everybody to watch this. Um, it's literally inspiring me to want to, like, get involved in, like, take the baby bar or something like that because <laughs> it's just infuriating. But I say all this to say that even district district attorneys, they have election processes and just watching how many of them are responsible for convicting innocent mm-hmm. people, they need to be voted the fuck out of office. So I'm gonna digress on that. But let me also say this, God bless everybody for being, you know, enterprising and, you know, getting their entrepreneurship and being creative when it comes to um, what quarantine has done and finding ways to be, be creative and maybe find another stream of revenue podcasting is not for everybody that being said okay because (laughs) everyone thinks that they can podcast and god bless you naomi campbell okay you are beautiful you have like slayed these motherfucking catwalks and covers of magazines and stuff like that but when it comes to podcasting when it comes to interviewing people you have got to take to task the people that are sitting in the chair next to you in a respectful manner 
in a respectful manner, but you it's it's okay to disagree with what they're saying. It's okay to challenge what the fuck well, they're saying. She's what? not she's not going to challenge Puffy. They're too close. Why not? Why not? She's fucking Naomi Campbell. You can't. So here that's all I'm saying is if you think there's so many people that have come up with, oh, I'm gonna do this podcast, I'm gonna do this show, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. It has nothing to do with having a pretty motherfucking face. It has nothing to do with your popularity. It has to do with a fucking talent for being able to be in, to being be, being inquisitive and ask the questions that your audience wants to hear the fucking answers to and all she did was nod her head and nod her and what did that do the dialogue's happening right now that's what the fuck is happening well what's the name of her podcast what what's the name of her podcast i don't what? no filter <laughs> 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 no filter. Well, I, I will say, I will say, Naomi Campbell, I love you to death. We love you. Uh, you, you have been an inspiration to young black girls in terms of all your accomplishments in modeling. But girl, you need a lesson in podcasting. I'm here for you. Uh, you want to talk about no filter? I'll tell you, no filter. What's happening, like Melissa said, right now is the conversation that needs to be had. And and I, and to Kenny Burns, let me say this: like I, I'm not going to be one to criticize. Kenny for using his platform to say whatever he has to say. You should have been doing it because when you go along for so long to get along because you reap benefits from it, you become complicit in the fuckery that leads people to believe that they can say whatever type of fuck shit they want because all the sheep are sitting there waiting to be herded. And I'll say that Kenny has his own platform on Baller Alert. Shout out to Baller Alert. He has a podcast. That's where you should be having the conversation. Use it where you can speak freely, be unedited, and react and respond however you want. I just saw a live where he went live with Sean King to clarify his statement. You said what the fuck you said. You mm -hmm. said what you said. Now, some mm -hmm. people agree with what you said and some people don't. Now, I'll tell you, I have friends who are public figures. You know, they do a lot of shit that I don't agree with. I don't publicly put them on blast. I privately use my influence and relationship to say, nah, nigga, we not, I mean, you know, we not doing that. We, that mm -hmm. That's not cool. This is what you did. You know, um, and, and I just think that, like, it, when you get into this world of really speaking freely about what you feel, damn it, you come from TV where you guys read prompters and you interview people or whatever, you have a pot. Now you're here where your opinion matters. Your point of view matters. Your, your shit that may not be popular matters. That's some scary shit. And you mm -hmm. can't just do it when you want to do it. If you're going to do it and be unfiltered, you got to do it all the time. So I'm going to be watching this podcast to see what they do. And uh, Naomi, call us. We, we'll come on your show and help you out. That's now, hilarious. Thing, uh, like Melissa said, it's good. At least we're having a debate around voting. You know, at least we have people talking around voting because that's what needs to happen. So regardless of how we got here, we're here. Everybody be registered and vote. It's no excuse. Vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, so what do you Agreed. think it's going to take for Diddy to fix this? Fix what? I don't What's think he needs to fix it. I think if he said what he said, he said what he said. Mm. To be honest. You better not backtrack now. I don't think he is. I mean, I mean, is it arrogant for him to say he's going to hold all our votes? Yeah, but if that's mm -hmm. how you feel, lean on you, it. How about this? We're the ones that created this monster. For him to think that he can say something like that and represent all of us as a cohesive unit, that's that's we did that. We Anybody, did that. Huh? We did that. We did that. Anybody out there that is like making a whole bunch of no Takashi 6ix9ine, we did that. We did every, that. Every, everything that we claim to fucking despise. We did that. We did that. Hate, 
You created that fucking monster when you pressed follow on their motherfucking Instagram page, when you fucking commented. Like, just, y'all did that. Y'all did that. What else did they do? What else they do? Somebody texted me today and said, oh, Lizzo, you need to address Lizzo twerking. She needs to stop twerking. I'm tired of seeing her, her, her fat ass. I said, let me tell you something. Half the people say congratulations on uh, on having you know uh, feeling confident in your body, which is me. You're you're fabulous. You look great. You have confidence that a lot of big girls are scared to exude. Then other people are saying you're one Jillian Michaels. You're one snack away from you know you know you're one McDonald's McNugget away from cardiac arrest. Listen, y'all created that because y'all show up in the comments. Oh yeah, happy birthday! And you know what? If you don't like what the fuck comes out or goes in my mouth, guess what? You created it. <laughs> you, you created it. But on that note, listen, um, uh, I got to run. <laughs> Where? Oh, we got to do, you guys, we got to do it. treadmill? No, girl. <laughs> you tried me. And you know what? Y'all created that too. So what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to do a live chat with Keisha Cole. But listen, oh. um, but listen, um, Melissa, you look great. Your skin is great. Thanks. Uh, you know, we should be impromptu a little more. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about hair love. But, you know. Melissa can't look bad. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Listen, I got a pre-poo in my hair right now. Not poo. It's like aloe vera and, you know, like, some oils. I'm like, who stopped by and dropped off some COVID-19 no, shit no, on no, your head? Like a, a pre-poo is called a pre-shampoo. So that's what I'm doing with my hair right now. So I'm letting right, aloe vera just marinate on my scalp right I was, now. I was going to say, don't you start a new trend for people dropping off COVID-19 no, shit. No, 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 no. Would never do that. No, right. it's just aloe vera in my hair. That's it. All right, Damage. We see you got the guns out. Cool. Congratulations. All right. Um, but yeah, it was great talking to y'all. I'm out. Okay. (laughs) What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.